The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. For our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us this morning. We've got a really special show going on this morning. We're already having some trouble uh, with some connection and stuff, but uh, we're going to get to that just as soon as I get some formalities out of, the, out of the way. If you'd like to check us out, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you would want to go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can scroll down and right there on the right in the sidebar, uh, we are live with our video feed of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio, and you can see our guests, too, um, and uh, see our interaction with one another. So if you'd like to do that, go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You can also watch the live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL, Bradley Dean SOL on Facebook. YouTube is B. Dean Sons of Liberty, B. Dean Sons of Liberty on YouTube. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Our friend Michael Roach gives us a spot there every weekday morning at 6 a.m., and also, and that's Eastern Time, and then also 3 p.m. Eastern Time on weekdays and Saturday, Bradley is there as well. You can catch the Sons of Liberty in the afternoon with Bradley Dean. And then finally on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. You can also catch us if you're going across a multitude of social media sites such as Freely Gab, Me, We Minds, and USA.Life. Please check us out right there. Uh, look us up under Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, Many of you have heard, uh, especially after this, well, I'm going to call it a, a plandemic, a scan, scamdemic. Uh, I just, I, everything that I have learned in the past month or two, and I've, I've learned, look, I'm 51 years old and I'm learning things too, okay? Everything I've learned tells me that we are being lied to by every, virtually every representative doctor, um, whether they're at a local, a federal, a state level, who is promoting this scamdemic. That's what I'm going to, they're scamming us. They've scammed us, and just here in the states, they've scammed us out of trillions of dollars, okay? You people who are so upset with the usurper Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka over the debt that he left, Donald Trump has virtually achieved that in his presidency in less than four years of what Obama did in eight. Oh, well, this was serious to him. Yeah, go look and see where that money's going. 
And all it's like that thing. I went on the vacation to such and such. All I got was this lousy T-shirt. You're getting a lousy twelve hundred buck check if you get that. If you even get that, because those start getting cut off at ninety nine thousand dollars. And the socialism that he said was not here for the states, well, it's here. Okay, it's here. And you're the ones being enslaved, you and me and our children. And there's got to be a fight back. Now, there's a group of people getting together. And you guys have seen the the event 201. You've seen what they said. You saw how they were looking out to a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> I say it that way uh, on purpose. They're doing that. Uh, the solution is some kind of vaccines for them, injecting things into your body that are foreign to them. And uh, so there's a group that are getting together to refute the lies that come out of that, refute the propaganda bring truth and light to the issue, and it's going to be called Event 202. Now, I've got a guest on the line. His name is Dave. He's an author. He's a, re- he's a researcher and a speaker who began a 16-year quest for truth after, after witnessing 9-11 up close and finding problems with the official narrative, just like many of us did. After discovering some startling information about cancer in the medical system, Dave embarked upon eight years of extensive research and self-experimentation culminating in his first book, The Human Body, Owner's Workshop Manual. I love that. And we'll have that link up in the archives a little later. Dave is currently writing a book about the truth behind the Old Testament, The Real People, The Most High. In addition, Dave has worked on various eco-village, off-grid, and free energy products. He also founded Awake Radio, an internet talk radio station, and worked on several alternative energy products or projects, excuse me. Dave currently travels around the world giving talks, workshops, television, and radio interviews on a wide variety of topics and helping people free of charge. You can find him at his website at allegedlydave.com. This is our friend, Allegedly Dave Murphy over there. Good morning. Well, it's still morning there for you guys, isn't it? Hang on, hang on. Let me unmute you. Let me unmute you. It's still morning for you guys. <laughs> yeah, right? it is still morning. All right, good, good. I'm glad that you had time to join us this morning, and uh, we're we're going to talk in this hour about this event 202. It's I think it's very important. You're putting together a pretty big panel of people from around the world to refute the official narrative, to refute the lies and the propaganda of population control people such as. Um, Bill Gates, uh, which all of this is culminating and pushing the thing we've been hearing about for decades, which is a new world order. What do you got there, my friend? Well, um, the the whole idea actually came about um, from a joke, actually, um, uh, because I was I was posting on Facebook about uh, about Event Two Hundred One being the uh, you know the drill that we always see before a, a false flag. Um, and, you know, I was talking about this, this event 201. And I said, well, we should have our own event, you know, um, you know simulation, um, simulating millions of people around the world standing up to this, this uh, agenda. Um, and we should call it event 202. It was just a joke. Um, but I got so much of a response from it that I thought, okay, I'll make a group, um, a little Facebook group. And, uh, you know, Within about a day, I had something like, uh, you know, 6,000 people. Um, and now we're up to, I, I didn't check, but it was uh, about 15,000 people now. Um, so, 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 yes, it's, it's, it's kind of got um, wildly successful. Um, the, the total would be a lot more because um, we, we put uh, 
questions. We had to start um, limiting the trolls from getting in. So we basically put some questions to make sure, you know, the, the people who, who know what's going on are the ones who get through. And there's, for some reason, a lot of people don't bother answering the questions. So we have to turn them away. And I think we turned away uh, a, an, at least a good 4,000 people so far because, you know, we, we had guidelines, so we've got to stick, with, stick to them. Um, but, right. Sorry. Well, now let's, let's, let's get to some of that. What exactly have you, uh, who do you, you've got a panel that's already started. We had a uh, nurse Kate Shimarani over there. Um, I know she's on and I know you mm-hmm. have a couple a few other people who are, who are some of the people that you already have signed up to, to sort of interact and speak at this event? Right. Well, we have, um, Mark Steele, who's uh, a 5g, um, basically a 5g expert as, you know, as expert as any of us can be on this, on this subject. Um, we, we have uh, a guy called Mark Devlin, who's, uh, who's been studying the New World Order. Um, I'm actually on the panel, um, uh, I guess. I think just as a, just as a sort of nod to me. Um, but I'm, I'm covering sort of uh, um, self-sufficiency, um, eco, eco, um, eco-villages and, and uh, you know, um, living off-grid. Um, we have Amanda Vollmer. Who um, I think she's uh, uh, yummy mummy. I think she calls herself, um, and she's she's been talking about uh, um, you know the same same things as, as we we're talking about the how how viruses aren't actually um, what we've been told they are. Um, so um, and to be honest, I'm not. Um, what what I've done is is basically I've delegated tasks to uh, um, to various members and. Uh, um, there, there's a person um, called Simone who's uh, who's actually in charge of the panel, um, so she's she's got all the detailed um, lists of the current panel members. Obviously, it changes a bit because we're getting people dropping out and then coming on. Yeah, um, and she's in chat this morning. Uh, she said uh, Mark Steele, uh, Mark Devlin, Amanda Volmer, Shelley Lewis, Ron Angel. She's listing some of the people there uh, who might mm-hmm. be in chat on my page. She's she's on my Facebook page uh, giving the list there. I was just going to read those out, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Right. Shelley, Shelley Lewis will be our host. So um, the format, we're, we're, we're basically going to copy – uh, essentially, the format that Event Two Hundred One did, but just flip it on its head, and 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 give it from our point of view, so that we end up giving ourselves solutions um, to to um, what what we're seeing here, and uh, and help hopefully help the you know the masses out there who have got no idea what's really going on um, to to see this for what it is. Right. Okay. Now, have you guys happened to set up a website just yet? We're we're actually building it right now. Um, I've got. Um, I basically put the mock up together. Um, you can go and actually, you know, well, I don't know if I should, should mention where it is actually, but uh, um, yeah, there's only a mock up there, and the the guys are actually building it furiously as we speak. As we speak, but um, the website will be event two hundred two dot org. Um, um, but yeah, you're not like you see very much there at the moment. Just uh, just uh, a couple of mock-ups for you know as a guide for the for the actual developers. 
Okay, yeah. I, one of the things you're probably going to want to do is have several places in as many countries as you can because you know these guys are going to attack it. They're going to send DDoS attacks and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff to shut you down. Now, here's the here's the thing. For people who may be joining us, look, there's. I realize that people who tune into the Sons of Liberty, you guys already know about Event 201. You already understand that a lot of what you're being told in the media by our president, by governors, and all this stuff to impose their tyranny uh, here in the United States. And look, they're doing it over in Britain. We've had uh, Mark Sutherland on. We were going to have Mark Steele, and something came up, and I haven't been able to reschedule him uh, to come on. We've had Kate Shimarani come on and talk about what they're doing over there. And um, so for people who, are, who, who, who may still be in the dark, and they may be joining us, and they go, wait a minute. What is Event 201? Um, I know who Bill Gates is, but but what's Event 201? You want to tell people quickly um, kind of what that is and why you're responding to it? Okay, well, Event 201 was uh, supposedly a simulation of what might happen if uh, a pandemic um, of what they called, they called it the CAPS virus, um, which, uh, you know, they, they tried to keep it, you know, calling it catch virus though a couple of people actually slipped and said oh coronavirus yeah basically they they held this event in october last year um simulating you know what exactly would happen and uh, lo and behold exactly what they said was going to happen um has you know actually happened and the people involved um in this event 201 are the people that are actually driving this event so um, John Hopkins University, who were part of the hosting for this, are the ones who are um, keeping the stats or supposedly keeping the stats or, or providing us with the stats of what's going on. So um, essentially, it's just a false flag um, drill um, or, or, or a dry run for the actual event that uh, we're living through right now. Yes, I agree. In fact, it was kind of funny. You know, we came out, uh, Michael Snyder, we heard one of his articles and he was talking about, I think it was John Hopkins, if I'm not mistaken. And they were talking about, you know, tens of millions of people who would be killed. They had this model. So we put that out. And then here comes Facebook with their veterans from the least trusted name in news uh, over their headline, whatever they are, uh, where they, where they did, they self appoint themselves as fact checkers. And they're going, well, this is a this is fake news because John Hopkins came behind it and says, well, we didn't predict anything. And it's like, guys, why do you build a model to determine what so, how something is going to work if you aren't making a prediction to respond to it? And that's exactly what they were doing. Now they're shutting down everybody about vaccines. They're shutting them about if you call it out for the hoax that it is. And I'm not denying that there are people who die from COVID-19. What we're, I think what we're all questioning is, is how are these people getting sick? Do they have pre-condition, uh, pre-existing conditions? Is there something causing the virus? Because um, as I've learned from Nurse Kate and I've learned from uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, uh, you know, I was taught in, in a public education, in health class, if I can remember. And all through my life, it was, you can get a virus from somebody. But when we took our our son, we were dealing with child protective services. We would go into the doctor's offices that the state, you know, they were threatening to take our kid and everything else. And they've got just massive sources behind them. 
When I went in the doctor's office, there's a note on every one of them that said, if you have a virus, we can't do anything for you. Go home, rest. In other words, let your body fight it off and make sure you got mm-hmm. lots of fluids and don't go to the doctor unless you're dehydrated. I mean, that was that was the one thing that can. So I don't know how they're treating these things and, and such, but. I think part of the thing, and you're probably gonna, you guys are probably gonna focus on the on a big deal of this, is to expose the hoax that is the lie that people can, you know, it may be rude to sneeze on somebody, to cough on somebody. We're not advocating that, mm-hmm. but the lie that somebody can actually transfer a virus, which is a part of their body that cleans up toxins. To somebody else. I mean, I, that's the biggest thing to me. And as soon as you do that, vaccines go out the window because people who get vaccines often either die, they get autism, they get sick. All that. They don't prevent anything. Uh, I'm assuming your panel is going to be dealing with some of that. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, I'm sure, obviously, this is uh, the, the main thing that's going to come up. Um, yeah, when, when I was writing my book, that was about six years ago. Um, I wrote about how um, bacteria are a natural part of your body and actually deal with dead and dying tissues. And, and viruses are just, you know, again, part of your body that you, your body produces and that deals with toxicity, starts cleaning it up. Um, it doesn't, it can't live outside of a body, can't be transferred. Um, I actually had a, a, a little a discussion um, with, a, with a doctor uh, who believes that um, back, uh, viruses are living organisms. Um, so I, I basically broke him down because, um, you know, I said, well, okay, if they're living organisms, where do they come from? And he said, well, they're, they're, they're you know, most of them are airborne or they're living on surfaces. I said, okay, if they're living on surfaces, where did they come from to get to the surfaces? Um, and he was just dancing around um, uh, until eventually he had to say it came from inside a, a, a body. Um, and, and then he didn't want to talk about it anymore. Um, it, this is the thing. Doctors um, are, are, you know, they might be well-meaning and they might really want to help people. But at the end of the day, they get taught by um, a medical system that was set up by the Rockefeller Foundation. Um, back in 1910, when they took over the, the you know, medicine, basically. Um, they, they produced medical schools, they produced the textbooks, um, and uh, the, you know, the medical associations. Um, they use their media to promote that type of medicine. And literally, if you, if you um, study to become a doctor, you get indoctrinated in their, um, their mindset, which uh, is basically called allopathic medicine which means deal with the symptoms, um, forget about the, the actual cause. Um, and so that's the, that's the um, medical system we're, we're struggling under at the moment, which will never, ever cure anything. Um, vaccines have never, ever, ever been shown to, to have any effect on disease. Um, and I can't remember the guy, Dr. Andrew... And w and I've forgotten it. it no, 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 no. No, there's another doctor who wrote a book, um, and he actually showed uh, uh, graphs of all these major diseases, and showed exactly you know how how the how the disease progressed over the years, and then showed exactly when the uh, the vaccine became available, and you know in every case the the disease was already on its way out when the when the vaccine was introduced. 
And, and so the vaccine didn't actually do anything. It just took credit for the natural decline of, of this disease. So, and, and that's, a, you know, that's a, a falsity that we've been living under. And they've just been reinforcing it with films like Contagion and, uh, and you know, um, all these uh, disease um, movies that, uh, you know, give you the impression that, yes, you can catch it by, by touching something uh, an infected person touched. Yeah, it's, it's, it's utter rubbish, you know. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, since this has, has gone on, I, I've never, I'd never seen Contagion. I'd never seen Inferno. I'd never seen... Um, uh, uh, there was another one that was recommended. Uh, and so I went back and watched them and I'm sitting there because we, uh, the, the last one I remember with a vaccine or something like that was world war Z with Brad Pitt. And I remember hmm. the whole idea was he noticed these people are sick. So what does he do to, to, you know, off uh, to get rid of the, the, the zombies and the, and by the way, I, I think the zombie apocalypse is here. You go out and walk in your local supermarket or store, look in the eyes of the people, not all of them, but you look at them. It's like there's a body moving, but there isn't anybody there. It's the old adage, the lights are home, but nobody's home. We're, we were talking about people who don't think. It looks like... Non-player characters. <clears throat> it, it, right. It looks like there's people there. But nobody's driving the vehicle. It's like the vehicle's on autopilot. It is the most bizarre thing. And I said, guys, because I had my boys with me, they had some of them had masks on, which is really weird here in the South. I'm like, you people, this looks, this is starting to look like communist China, not the United States of America. And so mm -hmm. when I watch these films, I, I go back and the, you know what the funny thing is? The contagion for people who haven't seen it. They tell you all this story, they go through the vaccine thing, they go through the people dying, it's spreading, it's doing all this stuff, and at the end, what do they do? They take about a minute or two, and they show you how this lady allegedly got it, and what was it from? A bat. And uh, Kate Shimarani picked that up, and that's what they're saying right out of Wuhan. Oh, this came from the wet market eating bats. We know the Bible tells us not to eat them because they're rodents, in, in essence. They're, they're bottom feeders, if mm -hmm. we want to say. Um, and then she started connecting. It was fascinating. I, I mean, I'm really fascinated. This woman who's been a Christian for a year, she's got more spunk and more understanding of connecting the dots than a lot of people who've been Christians for years. She talked about the swine flu. Well, God tells us not to eat that. Well, she then she said there are certain birds we don't do. What was that, the uh, avian flu? I think it is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. And she wasn't saying that it was from people eating so much because she's saying there there are toxins that come from that. But she says... It wouldn't surprise her to find that uh, in a vaccine that comes out, there's DNA of bats, or I guess we would call it RNA, yes. from bats in there. So I, do you have a comment on that? No, absolutely. It is. Um, when they make their, their, um, their vaccines, what they're doing is they get the animal tissue and they poison it to produce the, uh, the virus, okay? And the, and the, the so-called dead virus that they put in the vaccine is literally um, the, that substance that the body creates plus the animal tissue. And, they, and that's what they, they inject into you. And yes, your body is going to have a reaction to it, yeah? Um, just as an, on a, a side note, um, when, I, when I started writing my, my book or researching um, the Old Testament, um, I, I, you know, I was an atheist for, for, for 40 years. Um, and, uh, I started, uh, you know, uh, to seek the face of the most high. Um, and 
um, I started reading about how you're not supposed to eat, um, you know, pork or you're not supposed to eat shellfish and stuff like that. And, you know, I used to love bacon sandwiches. I used to love more than anything in the world, shrimp and, and crab and, and lobster. Okay. Um, I read it in the book and I thought, okay, it says we're not supposed to eat it. I'm going to stop. And once, once I actually stopped eating those things, it was like the most High said, okay, now that you've followed what I've, I've told you, here's why you're not supposed to eat it. And I, and, I, I literally found out that, you know, pigs are, are literally there to, to, to be the toxic waste dump of the earth. And they're literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah literally hilarious. full of toxins and we're not supposed to eat. And it's like eating a dustbin, you know. Um, and then I stopped e- eating shellfish and, and that and seafood. And then I realized that um, the shrimp is literally a sea cockroach, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was the cockroach of the sea. They were exactly the same um, body plan, except one's designed for the sea and one's designed for the land. Um, and, you know, it, my eyes just opened and, and it was like the most high let me know, uh, this is why you're not supposed to eat it. And it was like, okay, great, you know. Um, and so I haven't touched it. I haven't touched uh, any of that stuff since. Um, but yes, um, yeah, going back to the topic, yes, I think there, there, there is a spiritual aspect to this. Um, and, uh, you know, I know as a Christian, you're probably not going to believe, um, or, you know, believe my interpretation of all this, but, um, but this, what's going on now goes all the way back to the old Testament and it's a battle between two bloodlines. Yeah. A human blood bloodline and a not so human bloodline. And that not so human bloodline is in charge right now. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that we, we, we can't really lose sight of is that this this other bloodline hates humans and you know even though the elite think by aligning themselves with this with this uh, you know this bloodline and uh, on you know the the power behind that bloodline they're going to be spared well you know what they're going to be deceived and uh, they're going they're going to go away as well if this if this power um, gets its way then you know this is going to be a end up as a smooth rock devoid of all life you know yeah so, no um, and i i appreciate you bringing some of those things out look um i i even as a christian uh i don't have a problem with people uh who will say hey i'll refrain from these things that are clearly i mean god clearly says don't do that now i got to tell you as a southern boy you know i'd eat the bacon i'd eat uh, uh uh, the shrimp and because so, I mean, they taste good, right? And there's a part of me I still struggle in some of those things, but I see clearly what it says, and I try to I try to formulate that with the things that Paul says is all things you know are to be given with thanks and this that, and the other. And he chastises Peter from going from the Gentiles to the Jews, and he says you're not being straightforward about the gospel. There's a condemnation there, so I don't have a problem with that um, because God even in His law gives us certain quote-unquote meats that we can eat they are allowable to eat so i don't want people to think that we're that that we're saying well god's law doesn't say that we we do have that but you're exactly right and some of the things that um uh kate was sharing with me about the foods that we take in she said it's not so much that you're doing she said these things are full of toxins what you're talking about now this is very important for people in our right now dealing with this quote unquote coronavirus outbreak pandemic 
And it's a pandemic. It's a scam on you people unless you open your eyes. The issue is, boy, I lost my mic and it just, okay, I'm having a problem there. I'm going to have to fix this. Everybody's looking going, what just happened to the camera? Well, my mic just went kaplooey. I'm going to turn it back over to you and maybe I'll pick it up in a minute. Okay. Well, I'll just say what um, what I believe is, is you know, the whole timeline of, of uh, what's been going on. Um, we, we know, uh, again, Event 201 was, was planning this event. Okay. Um, we also know that in Wuhan, where that became the first, um, you know, smart city grid, you know, full, full 5G coverage. And then, you know, a couple of months after, you know, the, the switch was thrown, all of a sudden we started to see all these um, so-called, you know, coronavirus um, illnesses, you know, including something that, uh, you know, has never been seen um, by a viral infection, you know, people keeling over and dying in the streets, you know. Um, which is, uh, um, oh, maybe I'll get back to that in a minute, which, well, no, which is akin to whenever they tested the 5G, they found that birds fell out of the sky. And, um, you know, they examined the birds afterwards and, and couldn't find anything wrong with these birds. Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's very interesting. It's uh, extremely interesting, especially since, um, oh, sorry, a car's coming. <laughs> you might not, you might lose me. Um, yeah, it's interesting, especially since, um, you know, they used to take canaries down into the coal mines um, to, to warn the miners of danger. Well, you know, seeing a whole bunch of dead birds around a, a 5G tower should be our canary in a coal, coal mine to tell us, look, there's danger here. Yeah. So literally they turned the 5G on in, in Wuhan they started getting um, uh, basically three levels of, um, of symptoms because it's really hard to, to kill, kill humans, okay? So you try and kill a whole bunch of people with one thing, you'll always get people who don't die, you'll get people who, who barely even notice it, you'll get people who just have a severe reaction, so on, so on. So you had people keeling over in the streets, you had people with severe flu-like symptoms, and then you had... Uh, people with this like persistent dry cough and, uh, you know, would hang, hang around for a while, but then you'd get over it. Um, so, so literally that happened and they labeled it coronavirus. And then every cold or flu that anybody had or any um, one with a pre-existing disease, that's coronavirus, that's coronavirus. So, you know, voila, you have a, a, a pandemic, an epidemic, whatever. Um, and so that's that's the model that got start, started getting transferred around the world. You know, we saw Italy next. But you know what? In I think it was Milan. That's where they, they turned on the 5G a couple of months before as well. And then you got that cruise ship that really should be isolated from any kind of, uh, you know, disease outbreak. Absolutely. But yet, but yet they all got sick because that cruise line was implementing 5G. Um, so... Right now, you know, in uh, China, all the um, they're, they're not getting any more uh, any more cases. You know, it's all over with. Um, so it never ever reached even epidemic proportions over there. Yeah, it never even came close to the natural seasonal flu deaths. You know, that happen every single year. <laughs> Didn't even get close. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, 
um, as a response to to literally what was going on there. Yeah, the whole world shut down. Now that should be also a red flag to people because we've got we're supposedly living in a world with separate countries, separate countries with their own motivations, with their own thoughts and and uh, you know their own aspirations and their own viewpoint. Yeah, how come? All of these countries, some of them who you know are enemies of other countries, how come all of these countries implemented the same policies in lockstep, virtually speaking the same script? It tells you that we've all we've already got a one world government. Yeah, it's just that they haven't told us yet. Yeah, that's a good um, point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, so, so, so literally they, they've locked down the, the whole world and what, what has been happening all across the world while everybody's been locked down? Well, they've been putting up those 5G masks everywhere. Yeah. Apparently, you know, 5G installation is an essential service that can't wait, you know, for this, for this lockdown. So, so literally 5G is going in everywhere. And, um, I just I actually just did a live stream and I, I mentioned this point. Um, people think that we're in the, the, the calm before the storm, you know. Um, it certainly seems like it. We're in a kind of uh, quiet period, um, but we're not. We're not in a calm before the storm. Um, I used to be a free man on the land. So um, I would uh, go into court and stand up and challenge the, the judge and, and stuff. Um, and after doing that a few times, I noticed something. When the judge would make a prop- proclamation or he would, uh, you know, order me to do something, and it would seem like, you know, I, there's nothing I could do about this order, he would pause. He would pause for a moment, you know, a few moments, you know. Um, and, you know, depending on what sort of actor he was, what level of acting skill he had, he would cover up that pause by maybe shuffling some papers or, or looking for a, a particular paper or, you know, kind of looking around the court to see who he should uh, direct his next remarks to. But there'd always be that pause. And I worked out that that pause was my opportunity to object to what he just said because everything that that judge would say would be an offer. You know, do you want to go to jail? You know, do you want to pay this fine? <laughs> And he left a pause for me to say, no, I'm not doing that. And then we go off in that direction. OK, right now, the governments are doing things like, uh, oh, we're going to bring out this law. Do you want this law? Yeah, <laughs> we're going to um, we're going to uh, give police powers to walk into anyone's house and drag them out if they think they're they're infected. Do you want that to happen? You know, uh, this is a, this brief window of opportunity to to voice our objection yeah isn't this let me ask you something uh dave isn't this one of the things that we're seeing and look i'm in the the midst of paperwork for expatriation because i understand what they've done is they've come in and like under our constitution it was just simple it was to allow people to live free our constitution wasn't written for the people is to limit those who represent us that we send them you can only make laws on these things and there there are things that are they're not moral issues. They're they're to deal with certain things as we deal with interaction in states 
and uh, with other countries. They're not to determine whether or not, um, you know, who gets married or any of that stuff. They're supposed to protect life, all of this stuff. And they're doing the exact opposite of all of this. And so I understand that in 1871, we had an act. It was unlawful. It was unconstitutional. And if anybody wants to argue with me, cite article, section, and clause, please, because you are not going to find it, um, to incorporate the United States. And then in that, they they bring themselves under what I, I guess what is termed, I'm learning a lot of this myself, the law of the sea. And so they take this law of the sea, they start applying it to the land, and the people are ignorant. God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And he specifically rates that back to his law. And he says, if you forget me, I'll forget your children, which should cause everyone to tremble who's hearing this, this broadcast. When we see those kinds of things, this is the kind of stuff you're talking about, because I know there are people, Dave, who are hearing what you're saying. And they're like, Okay, well, why can't I do that? I have to hire an attorney. Well, it's because we're ignorant of what they've done to us, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, when you, when you hire an attorney, what you're telling the court is that you're not competent to deal with your own affairs. So, you know, you're like a child and you have to have somebody speak for you, right? And, and what most people don't understand is your lawyer is working for the crown, yeah, he's working for the same people that the judge works for and the prosecutor works for. Yeah, um, he's not working for you. His first, um, his first duty is to the crown. So, um, if if you're fighting the crown, for instance, you're not going to win. You're definitely not going to win if you have an attorney, you know, fighting for you. Which, by so, the way, um, is what Corona means—the crown, right? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Yep. Um, so, so yes, it's a. Uh, um, this is this is all about um, this is all about law um, because the Most High gave us law, um, you know, and I believe He wrote it on everyone's hearts. You know, we all know if we do right or wrong. Yeah, we don't have to be told. Yeah, we know it's wrong to take stuff from somebody else that doesn't belong to you. Yeah, we know that we can't kill people. It's wrong to do that. Um, but what they've done, and as you said, you know, they, they use maritime law. They've overlaid, you know, the law of the most high common law with this maritime law. And it's not law, it's, it's legal. Yeah, it's, um, it's acts and statutes. Well, an act is exactly what it says. It's an act. Amen. It's pretending to be law. But again, uh, contract law comes into this. But because if you agree to that act being a law, then it is law now because yep. you've agreed to it. Yep. Yeah. So and most people in, don't understand that, Dave. Can, can you take just a moment to explain? I know we're talking event two, too, but this comes into play with all of this stuff is that the people end up agreeing with it because they don't, for lack of a better term, they're ignorant. I, I don't mean that as a demeaning thing. I mean, they just don't know. They don't know about this. Can you yeah. take a minute or two to kind of explain that? Sure, we've never we've never been taught this, you know. The, that's why we're given mass education. You can't go out and find stuff for yourself. You might learn what's really going on. So they make sure that we all go go to these uh, indoctrination centres and they give us only what we need to know. Yeah. So, um, so yes, um, a statute or an act, right, isn't law. It's just a legal system, okay, and it only af- applies to you. If you agree to it, if you, you know, you actually agree to it in, in 
either you know um uh by action or you sort of uh, explicitly agree to it by signing something or by um i can't remember the phrase but if you if you verbally yeah verbal agreement if you sort of verbally say you know i agree so um another tricky part is um is uh, there's a roman maxim in law that says silence equals consent so just as i was saying about the judge you know leaving that space okay if you don't say anything in that in that in that brief window of opportunity then the judge is going to accept that as you consenting to whatever he said right and um again sorry about the car going past um yeah, so it applies to what's going on today. You know, they, they're leaving this moment here for us to um, agree or disagree. And uh, our silence is telling them, yep, right, oh, we're going to do that. Um, so uh, examples of how we, um, we explicitly, uh, you know, consent to these things is if, um, if a policeman stops you, um, you know, let's say you're, you know, he's stopping you for speeding. And he says, well, I'm, I'm charging you for um, doing, doing 60 in the 30. Um, do you understand? But I'll always say, do you understand? Right? Well, the word understand in a legal context. Is you're standing right? under whatever they're saying, right? Standing under, agreeing to be bound by, consenting to. Yeah? So he's literally asking you, do you consent to this law? And if you say, yes, I understand, thinking you're saying, yes, I comprehend the words that are coming out of your mouth. Right. Well, now you've just, <laughs> now you've just, um, just agreed. Yep. And now you become liable to this law. Yeah. I, I um, think this uh, is great. My friend David over at um, uh, Pruitt's Tree Resin, and people want to look up uh, that, Pruitt's Tree Resin. David, not only his family is five generations into producing tree resin, which for those of you who've read the Bible, you know that uh, the wise man brought uh, the Lord Jesus. He wasn't a baby at the time. He was probably a toddler at the time because they come into a house. It's not part of the Christmas story. It's later uh, later on. They bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know that frankincense and myrrh are tree resins? And David's been teaching me these things. David is one of these guys who is like what you're talking about here. It's like he, he's the one who gave me the understanding of what you said there of understand. <laughs> I know that sounds contradictory, but it's kind of like the issue of legal and lawful. It was legal in Nazi Germany to steal the, 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 the land of the Jews. And look, I have no I have no affection for the theology of the Jews. I have no because the Bible tells me that this Antichrist because they reject the Lord Jesus, that God came in the flesh. First John and second John. But I would stand for them for their rights, just like I would stand for a Muslim. Um, The issue is, you know what? If you're not violating the law of God openly uh, and and people are coming, I'll stand with you. So the same thing happens here. They get you to buy into definitions that you have in your mind, like what you said. I comprehend what you say, but they're meaning something else. And they don't, I don't even think most of these police officers understand the issue of, of speed limits, I told my, my son and my, you know, my kids, I've got 10 kids, okay? Some of them are older, and they're driving, and they get speeding tickets. And I'm like, oh, we can't, we just can't afford this. And I tell them, look, watch your speed. But I said, here's the ultimate reason for that. It isn't about safety. It was about, if it was about safety, they would be, you know, putting you away for life. 
and, and, and that isn't even moral. But what it is is they are agents of the state to meet a quota to take your money. That's what they're there for. They're to take your – and when you take your, a person's money, you are taking a part of their life. They worked – that is a, that is however many hours that is of what they're charging you to take your life. That's what they're doing. You haven't committed a crime. You haven't hurt property. You haven't hurt people. Because if you did, God said, well, then you are responsible for that. But it's kind of like the thing of, um, you know, where God says you put up a, a – I use the illustration for speeding limits, which is is just stupid to me. When God says you put up a perimeter around the top of your house, right? And he says, if you don't, then you're guilty of the blood of those, you know, the kind of issue is, is if they fall off, well, then you're responsible for it because you're negligent. But look, you cannot have a fence up over your house. God didn't say, hey, why don't you install a planning uh, committee and a planning board and then send out agents of the state to go out and look at people. And if you don't have this on your house, we're going to find you. a certain. He didn't say any of that. He said, you're responsible for negligence. So if people go 56 and a 55 and they hit somebody and they cause somebody to be killed or maimed or whatever, okay, you have to pay for that. And if you can't pay for it, guess what? You get to be the servant of the family of that person. And we have, it's the most stupid thing that I've, I've seen. We'll draft young men and women to, to be cattle fodder for people's unlawful wars across the globe. But we will not hold people really accountable to the persons they harmed. We'll hold them accountable to the state. So the state gets money in their, in their private, uh, paid-for mm-hmm. uh, you know, prisons. In the land of the free and the home of the brave here, um, Dave, what? we have the largest pop, uh, prison population of the world. I, I'm sorry not to get off on the subject, but this is where – I think no, this is where it's was, all going. I, I think it's where it's all going. I was, I was going to say um, – do you know why they call them bills? You know when they when they pass uh, you know a law. Do you know why they call them bills? Go ahead. Well, whenever they create um, one of these acts, yeah, uh, they essentially create uh, a financial instrument, and uh, and they say, okay, well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put a, a speeding uh, a speeding um, you know act of parliament not a parliament but a speeding act. Um, we reckon that it's going to make uh, 10 billion a year from fines, okay? So they, they literally float that financial instrument and people um, literally buy it. They, they, uh, they, they invest in that financial instrument and literally they get a share of the profits. Um, that's, that's literally how it goes. So every, all these acts are, are literally um, are all about money. That's why they call it a bill, yeah? Um, and you mentioned the prison population. Well, you know, I'm 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 afraid again. I'm not I'm not one of these people who uh, goes along with this uh, Jesus character. Um, but uh, there's there's something again that's that's missing out of this. Um, the, there's a very a, a very particular people that are in uh, the majority in those prisons, and uh, that's part of a prophecy that's uh, in Deuteronomy 28. Um, you know, the, the 13th Amendment didn't actually uh, completely free slaves. It didn't free, free the slaves at all. But um, I agree. It, there, it was a, there was a, uh, a clause in that, in that um, amendment that said, uh, yes, you could be a legal slave if you get convicted of a crime. 
So, so now you've got uh, millions of legal slaves in these, uh, in these uh, prison corporations that are actually producing all sorts of products free of charge, basically. So slavery didn't go away. It's still alive and well, but it's uh, cloaked in, uh, you know, in different terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is. It is. I, look, I'm a Southern boy. Uh, I, I disagree with you when you say had Jesus character because I think Jesus upheld the law. I think he's the one spoken of by Moses that said that there will be a um, – and not to get in an argument with you, but but just Moses said there's going to be a prophet that comes after me. Jesus upheld the law. He always – he never violated the law. And so when people say, well, he says, you know, he made all meats clean. Okay, think about what that says because as we talked about before, just to address some certain people who might take issue with me on that, do you know – and you probably do – nowhere in all of Scripture – is pig said to be meat. It's said to be flesh. And there's a mm. difference between those things. And I've, I told a friend the other night, because my, my wife was going through this book on that, that issue, not to get off the subject, but I, I want to hold the, the Lord Jesus as one who, it, who completed the law. I think that's an important point. He is not one who, viol- if he violated the law, then he's not who he said he was. He's just not. So I, I'm in okay. agreement with you that God's law is what it is. If I'm deficient in the law, it's not because God is bad. It's not because Jesus violated. It's because Tim Brown violated. And I'm in need of a savior just like everybody else because everybody at one, you even mentioned uh, we, you ate the bacon sandwiches and stuff like that. We violate. <laughs> yeah, we, we violate God's law. And so God's law is the schoolmaster to drive us to a savior who saves us from sin, which is violation of God's law. This first John. And I know there are a lot of Christians who chuck the old Testament. They chuck the law. They, they say, Oh, we just live under grace. And I'm like, you know what? Did you read any of these passages? Cause the reference is right back to the law this says you take care of those who shepherd over you. You're ones who are held to the law of God. You don't engage in the things which the law of God permits or, or not permits, but it, it condemns. So I, I think this is a primary thing, Dave. And I don't think you and I would be at loggerheads over what the law says, because even if I'm violating it, I have mm-hmm. to admit this is what God has said. Okay, I mean, well, we, we we would be we would be a bit uh, loggerheads because uh, you know the Most High defined the law. And, I agree. Uh, the new the new New Testament redefines the law. Yeah. Um, well, how example, does it re- how does it redefine the law? If we we've got a few minutes here, how okay. does it redefine the law? Right. Okay. So um, the Hebrew language, the actual Hebrew language, not the Yiddish that's touted as Hebrew. The Hebrew language is a concrete, um, very, very specific language, which is all about action, doing, yeah, doing or not doing. Um, Greek, for instance, for example, is a is an abstract, um, symbolic language, which is all about thought, believing, thinking, yep. yeah. So, um, the Old Testament says adultery, don't do it, yeah, don't uh, have sex with somebody else's wife, okay, that's adultery, yeah. In the New Testament, it's redefined to somebody having, um, uh, you know, lustful thoughts about somebody else's wife. Okay. Can can well, I can can I interject can I, just for a minute here in the oh. in the past couple of minutes? Because right. I agree with you, there is the issue of thought, but I don't think Jesus is redefining it to say, um, 
that it's just about thought and you can just do whatever you want. I, there is a do and a, and a thought because from our, our, our thoughts come our actions. For instance, he says, sure. out of the heart, the man speaks. This is where adulteries come from. This is where fornication, st- I, theft, all of that. I, I agree. Okay. I agree. But what, what I'm saying is, right, um, if, if somebody has a thought and nothing comes of it, right, that's not adultery. But if somebody has a thought and then follows through with it, now you've, you've contravened the, uh, you know, the, the law of the most high. But having the thought is something that nobody can, can actually help. You can't, if I said, you know, don't think of a pink elephant, right? You can't help it. There's a pink elephant there. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> I get um, that part. But, which means there's, you have no control over whether you sin or not. If, if it's been redefined to having the thought. Well, okay. Can, can I, now, inter- the, can the I other inter- thing, the one, okay, one more, one, one little point, one go little ahead. point. Yeah. Is if you look at the penalty for adultery. Yep. It is that the adulterer and the adulteress will get stoned to death. Yep, absolutely. Yes. So, so according to the New Testament, if a man has a lustful thought about a woman, they both should be put to death. No, that's she not. not that, no, that's not the case. On. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me clarify something there. This is the difference between the thought and the deed. For instance, are you telling me that nobody in the Old Testament ever thought about that? But we're not called to be the thought police. We're called to deal with actions. And so when Jesus says, when Jesus points back, he said, you've heard it said, what is he attacking? Well, I'll tell you what he's attacking. He's he's attacking those uh, people of the oral tradition who call themselves Jews and they said, well, this, this, and this. And you can read some of this stuff. In the, I mean, some of the stuff rivals some of the stuff you'll read in Islam about raping little babies and then justifying it because, oh, well, it was an anal issue. or And they can still be virgins and all this kind of stuff. So I disagree with you. When the scripture is, is very clear, the law says when you engage in this activity, Deuteronomy 22, when you do these things, yes, it's a death penalty. It doesn't say anything about what you think. So when Jesus comes along, he's what he's iterating to the people is because what they've done is now they're divorcing their wives for no reason. They're engaging in all kinds of uh, uh, you know things to divorce their wife so they can go commit adultery with another woman. They can take them as their wife. He's addressing those kinds. So I, I disagree on those things. I agree with you on the action. The action is the only thing man can can deal with because we can't see the heart. We can't see what people are thinking. And people, uh, men and men haven't changed. And David said we're conceived in sin. Uh, Dave, I, I wish we could continue. In fact, I, I'd hope that we yeah. can be friends um, and talk about these things because I think it's imp- I think it's an important subject. But we're down to I'd the end of the show. I love the discussion on that. I yeah, would love a discussion. I, I'd love to that. do that. Um, I want to get your information so that we can put it out to the people because I've had, and I wanted to ask you, but we ran up against the break, uh, about the Facebook page. So if you can send me that, we're going to put it out to people. Uh, Lord willing, mm-hmm. in 23 hours, I'm going to talk to people about the mark of the beast. This keeps coming up over and over. I'm going to do it in the context of Scripture. 23 hours, Lord willing, see ya.